caution. This episode talks about vegans and has a few cuss words. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to Catering WTF. This is episode six, otherwise known as The Hierarchy of Give a Fucks. Brought to you by Chef Todd. Okay, 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 Chef. I love what you've done here, but I have a couple of restrictions that I have to go with, and I need to talk to you about them. Because I have a lot of people in my party that have all kinds of dietary restrictions. And, like, we don't like mushrooms and stuff, so I can't have mushrooms and stuff. And I can't have slimy things, because I don't, I don't really like slimy things, but I also don't want it too salty. But I want it to be very flavorful. And I want spicy, but not too spicy, because my, my grandparents are coming, and they don't like too spicy. And then I have other people in there that have all kinds of restrictions, but I don't really care about them because it's my wedding. It's not their fucking wedding. So I'm just trying to do the best I can for everybody. And I just want you to know that we may have a lot of issues with the food and I just want to try something. And if we could all come to a tasting, all 200 of us, and we could all give you our opinions about all the food that we're having... It would be great because then everybody could have their own food that they own like, and it would be super wonderful. And that that's kind of what we want, but I don't know. I'm not sure really how to do that. Welcome to Catering WTF. This is the kind of shit that happens all the time. And so the number one biggest issue of any caterer, especially caterers, or any restaurant, or any chef, anywhere in the world. I don't care if you're a kitchen manager. I don't care if you're McDonald's. I don't care if you're working at a frat house. I don't care if you're working at a corporate scenario. It's the number one word, besides Pinterest, that kills a fucking chef, is dietary restrictions. So this rant will be on those things. It's one of my number one favorite bitches of all time. So let's start this off. Let's start it off with how I want to organize this so that all of you people out there know how chefs react to dietary restrictions. Okay? There's a hierarchy of how this goes. And it's extremely important. So when you listen to this and you're like somebody who has a dietary restriction, you're like, this guy's a fucking piece of shit and you don't give a fuck about nothing. That is absolutely not true. It's absolutely the wrong thing. We do give a shit. It's our job to give a shit. The last thing we want to do is send somebody to the fucking hospital, right? That's, that's not what we're doing. And so we have to be educated in all of these things. But, but, we can't go through every single person's personal preference. Nowhere on the BEO does it say my personal preference. It says dietary restrictions. And dietary, that's such a vague fucking thing, it's ridiculous. I want to know what you can't eat in case it will fucking kill you. Right? That's fucking super, super important. And it's turned into more of a preference than it is a restriction. Restriction means you're restricted from doing this because it will cause you pain or death. That's what it was. 
Now it's turned into this is my personal preference of how everybody in my fucking party wants to eat everything that you're trying to do. While we're trying to feed 200 people, we made we need to make 110 specialty menu items. Sometimes I'll do a party for 200 people and they're all fine and it's the fucking vendors who cause the most problems. Nothing against you guys out there doing the vendor stuff. I lo- I love the photographers and the and the florists and the planners and all you people, but don't fucking put that shit on us. You're not even a paying guest. So, super irritating. And it creates a giant problem for the kitchen. It creates a how do you get from this point to this point with specialty items that don't touch anything else? It's it becomes extremely difficult. So, sometimes we even put we hire an extra person that just does specialty meals so that they can have specialty gloves and it being a, a secluded uh, part of the kitchen and deliver the food specially, all that kind of stuff. Those are all super important things. But don't make me do it if you're a vendor and don't make me do it if you're like just don't want something slimy. That's, that, that's not a dietary restriction, right? So I'm going to go through what it is in the hierarchy of how chefs look at things, right? This is the hierarchy of we give a shit, right? So you can call it I give no fucks or I give three fucks or I give five fucks. I don't care what you do, but this is it. The number one most important thing is health and medical, right? That's the number one thing that chefs all over are trying to do. So that comes down to the big eight and the big eight are the big eight allergens, But I'm going to go through the big eight with you, right? First one is peanuts. Second one is tree nuts. Third one is dairy or lactose. Four is shellfish, right? Hopefully everybody knows what shellfish is. The people that tell me they they can have, oh, I can't have mussels and clams, but I can have fucking shrimp and lobster. They're shellfish, okay? So that's one. Then there's fish allergy. Soy, which is a huge one because most people don't know how much soy is in every fucking thing that we do. So that's a hard one. Then you have eggs, which also is another one that's hard because fucking eggs are in a lot of things. So eggs is an allergy. And then you have the big one, wheat, right? Wheat is a huge one. Well, that's, your, that's your gluten people, right? And these are fucking serious serious allergies these are these are like i'm gonna eat them and if i do i'm going to the fucking hospital okay so these are the number one most serious things that can happen to you and this is the priority this is the number one priority for all chefs no matter what you fucking say or what you want to do these are the number one priorities now i've added a couple to these uh stone fruit or pit fruits Another one, I, I happen to be allergic to peaches, and it's a stone fruit, so I have to be super careful with any type of stone fruit or pit fruit that I have, right? And I'm not going to die from it, but it does create an allergy for me, you know, it swells up and everything else, So that's and that's a big one for a lot of people. It's just not on the big eight. And then there's a seed sensitivity. 
right? Seeds, blackberry seeds, sesame seeds, different seeds like that in your intestinal tract, they cause all kinds of havoc. So that's also what I think is one. And then you also have mercury. So mercury is another one, especially if you're pregnant and things like that. And especially with the world we live in today, there's a lot of fish and stuff where they have very high mercury. And that's literally one of the major allergens, in, in my opinion. So it should be part of the big eight. It should be 11. It should be the big 11. And when we look at it as my catering company, those are the 11 that we look at. We look at all those things. Anybody who raises a red flag about those things becomes paramount on the list. They become the number one priority of the entire party uh, restaurant, whatever it is. I, I ran a restaurant. I had a peanut allergy that was super, super severe. And I had them walk through the entire kitchen with me before they came into dinner the next night. I mean, this is this is how important it is to the family. It was a, it was a young girl who had a peanut allergy. And we were the only restaurant, because we made everything from scratch, they were the only restaurant that they would dine out at. Because I allowed them to walk through the kitchen, walk through every recipe that we did, I picked certain things for them. If it was a special day, we did special things for them. We had special gloves. We did all the things that we needed to do to make make sure that they were safe in their environment that we provided for them. Okay? So that's the number one thing. These are all the things. And then the last one is true allergies. And I say true allergies because... There's more allergies than the big eight. And when I say allergies, I mean like you need, if you have this, you may go to the hospital. Those are, those are true allergies, right? It's not like I don't like the flavor of onions and it's an allergy to me. These are, if I have an onion, I go to the fucking hospital. There's a big difference between those things. So those are the first criteria of what we're looking for as chefs and literally the biggest part of what we're doing. The second part of this that is also something we look at very closely is religious dietary restrictions. So let's talk about kosher, for example. Okay, there's lots of kosher. So you have glot kosher, right? I worked at a kosher camp that was fully glot kosher that means there's two kitchens. You separate the kitchens for meat and dairy. You have different plates, different spoons. You're not allowed to do different foods different ways. You can't mix beef and dairy. Uh, there's different times. I mean, it's this is a serious fucking thing, right? It's super hard and serious. And so you have to work in that medium. You're not allowed to go from one kitchen to the other. I can't go work in the prep kitchen and cut beef. And then go over and help them do pasta with a cream sauce. Like you you can't do that. And yes, it's not going to make you sick, right? It's not going to make anybody sick and go to the hospital. So if you make a mistake, you're not killing anybody. But if you make a mistake, it goes against their religion. And it goes against, for them, it's tremendously serious. For me, it was tremendously serious. So it's right up there with your health and medical food restrictions. Very few caterers can do glot kosher. 
And I know some in Atlanta that that's what they do and they crush because that's 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 their deal. And they they're set up for that. Their kitchens are set up for that. The synagogues are set up for that. So that's what they do. And I respect the fucking shit out of them because they work their ass off to make sure all this goes right. And that's not including they got to do that on top of the big eight allergens. So these are the huge ones. Then you have kosher style. Kosher style, most caterers can do. That means we got to follow some of the rules, like no no shellfish, all right? Don't, don't mix meat with dairy. I mean, they, like, these are basic fucking concepts of these religions that we, every person in any catering company or restaurant can follow. Like, we can, we get that, right? Then there's mostly kosher. And mostly kosher reminds me of Princess Bride. And when he's, you know, when they're there, he's mostly dead, but he's not. So mostly kosher means you are kind of kosher style, but they kind of like different things. You know, one of my favorite stories of all time is I had a Jewish planner who's one of my favorite people on earth. She was fucking probably the best planner I've ever worked with in my entire life. Super fucking detailed and super New York grandmother. So awesome. But one of her favorite dishes was a boris and cheese stuffed bacon wrapped shrimp. Okay, that's pretty much everything in one dish that goes against everything fucking kosher. But it was okay because she was kind of like mostly kosher style. And on some days and most of the year, she was kosher. But on some special days, she was just mostly kosher. You know, it's that type of thing. But it's still a very serious thing. Then you have halal, which is very similar to kosher and how they process things and how they do things and how they label things and stamp it and the kosher symbols and the halal symbols. And you have to get it from a special butcher. And there's there's a process to all that. We have to deal with all that. We have to know what that means. And we have to abide by those things. And, of course, there's other religious restrictions, too. And I'm not trying to leave them out. There's cultural preferences, different things like that. There's Hindu. There's Haitian, South American, Russian, Tibetan. All those guys have different uh, religious beliefs on how food is prepared, how it's processed, how it's delivered, what they can eat, what they can eat. So it comes down to those things. And as a chef in a catering company or a restaurant or anything else, those ones are our holy grail. We take them extremely seriously. When we say dietary restrictions, we mean that's what we mean. That's what chefs want to know. They want to know those things about dietary restriction. Now, let's get to what I don't think a dietary restriction is, okay? What it should say is my fucking choice, right? Now it's choices. That's totally different than dietary restrictions. You know what a restriction is, right? If you're on restriction, you can't play your fucking video games. If you have a choice, you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Dramatically different. Choices are, I can, I can only wear pink. That's a choice, right? Or I would like to have my hair blue. That's a choice. Or I'm going to wear combat boots to work and I'm going to tuck my pants in. That's my choice, right? That's a choice that I pick. 
Nobody's telling me I have to wear that. It's not my fucking uniform. It's how I present myself. That's a fucking choice. I love my choice. I'm passionate about my choice. I fucking name ship boots on the ground because that's what I do in the catering company. But it's a choice. I'm not going to die from it. I'm not going to go to hell from it. Right? These are choices. So let's start with those. Let's do the fucking big one. That, I'm, that Some of my faves. Right? I'm a vegetarian. All right. You're a vegetarian. Now, there's a bunch of them. There's another thing that chefs have to know. They have to know what type of fucking vegetarian you are. What kind of vegetarian are you? Are you a lacto-vegetarian? Are you a ovo-vegetarian? That means you can have eggs, which is great for the bake shop. Um, are you a pescatarian? One of my all-time favorites means you can't have any meat. You don't want to kill anything except for fish. You can kill fish. You can have calamari. You just can't have beef or pork or lamb. Or anything that basically walks on the earth. But you can have anything out of the ocean. They'll overfish the ocean forever. And you're allowed to have that. Then there's glutatarians, which are uh, another one of my favorites. Which is they're vegetarians, but they're not allowed to have any gluten either. Which makes it very difficult for your bake shop and everybody else. Because if you can't have gluten and you can't have meat and you can't have anything else, you're limited. Um, And then the last and my probably most favorite is the flexitarian. Literally, look this up, people. Fucking Google flexitarian. It is a real thing. Flexitarian is somebody who tries to eat vegetables most of the time, but is allowed occasionally to have a Baconator. I'm a flexitarian. I pretty much think everybody's a flexitarian at this point. I mean, there's some people that are just carnivores and they just eat meat but there's very few of those left on earth most of us are flexitarians and i want to be part of a social group so i've now labeled myself as the premier flexitarian i can eat whatever i want whenever i want to except for i try really hard to mostly eat greens most of the days and vegetables along with bacon because Vegetables go good with bacon, but I don't eat a burger. Not going to eat a burger tonight. Just going to have Brussels and fucking bacon. Another one that's my favorite thing is the locavore. Locavore, another one of my favorite things. These are people who will only eat things within their local area. Again, I'm a big fan of local. As a restaurant person and as a catering chef, I support local. Right? It's less on gas. It's less on the footprint. It's less on all those things. And you're supporting the local businesses and some of the local farms. Honestly, one of the best, if, you, if you're going to pick a fucking diet or whatever, be a local variant because you can eat anything as long as it's fucking local and it's supportive. So, huge fan of that. So, I'm a flexitarian. Locavore is my new title, and that's what I'd like it to be. Flexitarian Locavore, that's what I am. I'd like to fucking put that in in a restaurant and see what the fuck I get. It's, it's insane. Now, let's go to the hardcore motherfuckers that we all know and love. The vegans. The vegans. Some of my favorite people on earth because they're very, they're, they're way more than the uh, vegetarians. Right? They got they got their shit down. 
However, if you look it up, you have whole food vegans. Whole food vegans are the true vegans, right? No animal products, zero. N not in their diet, not what they use. They don't use animal power. They won't ride a fucking horse, right? Because it's bad for the horse. They won't get goat's milk. They won't let the goats eat the grass because they're not in their natural environment. These are whole food vegetarians, right? They're the ones that don't want honey. Um, it, it's super serious. Then you have dietary vegans. Dietary vegans make a stance on what they're going to eat, right? But they'll drive in a fucking SUV. They'll use, you know, fuel. They'll wear fucking fur skin coats. They have their fucking fancy fucking boots and their mittens made out of animal skins, but they won't eat any animals. So it's a bunch of bullshit. And then another one that I didn't realize was in existence, and I had to Google this, is junk food vegans. Didn't even know what that was. I, I just thought that they ate candy. And I thought that's actually a pretty fucking awesome diet, but um, it's not sustainable. However, what they are is the people that love no animal products whatsoever, but they are embraced in science. So they love to eat tofurkey. They love to have vegan cheese. They love to have vegan meatballs. They, they, anything that science can create chemically that doesn't require meat, they'll eat, which makes me a little nervous. And you'll see it at your stores. You see it at fucking Publix and, and Harris Teeter and Kroger. It's a whole vegan section and they have whole vegan meals and they're all chemically made. And it's like, yeah, I choose that. And it's like, I'm not going to reproduce that at a fucking catering company or a restaurant. I, I can't. I can't reproduce tofurkey at a fucking restaurant because I do not have the scientific knowledge, nor do I have a scientific team with beakers and everything else mixing your shit together. We just deal with real food every day. So I'd rather deal with the whole food vegans that just want tomatoes and veggies instead of the vegans who are junk food vegans. I don't want to do a fucking pizza that's gluten-free and vegan. You're getting, it, it, it's basically a pile of chemicals. And that's what it is. However, one of my favorite things about that is that I had one recently that was like, we're a true vegan. We want vegan corn dogs. Okay, well, you, what the fuck are vegan corn dogs? So we made vegan corn dogs with the vegan sausage and everything else. And then they, they're fine with yellow mustard. Okay, well, it has yellow number five in it. And it's got a bunch of chemicals in it. Fine with it. As long as no animals got killed making yellow mustard just fucking mustard plants got killed we're fine with that those are the type of things that fucking kill me and with the dietary restrictions of the top eight or 11 that i talked to you about and the religious ones do you think for a fucking second that chefs are trying to worry the most about you and what your fucking personal preferences are especially if you're in the you know in a chemical induced fucking vegan euphoria it's bullshit and then we get from there to the fucking diets and let me tell you as a catering chef 
I am so sick of the list of fucking diets that are on the BEOs and what people are doing. I it again, these are fucking choices. You're coming to a wedding or you're coming to a, a function at work or you're at an office where you're trying to get your food or what I, I don't care what it is, frats, fucking wherever. If you can't eat something because you're on a diet, bring your own fucking food. You know, pack a lunch, for the love of God. It's not unheard of. In this day and age, you're allowed to make your own fucking lunch. Shit, I, as a catering company, I won't charge you. You're like, I'm bringing my own food. I'm like, fucking fantastic. You, you don't, don't count them. I mean, this is kind of how it goes. And so what I'm going to do real quick is I'm going to read you some of the diets that catering chefs and some and, and restaurant chefs and everybody else, but mostly catering chefs have to know because we're the ones that have to cater to two, 300 people or even 100 people and everybody's on some fucking kind of bullshit. So here's what it is, right? You have the keto diet. And I know a bunch of people are on them and they've, they've done great. I have lots of people have done that. They've done great. But that's the keto diet. Then you have the whole 30 diet. Awesome. And then you have the whole 15 diet for those hardcore motherfuckers that are, they don't even want to do 30. They want to do 15. Then you have people like me who are on the whole 90 diet, which is I'm trying to do the whole 30 diet, but it doesn't fucking work. So I'm just going to do the whole 90 diet. Then you have the Mediterranean diet. You have the Code Red diet or the Code Blue diet. Code Blue diet is the one where you're in the hospital and all you are on is uh, plasma. Then you have the Code Green diet, which means you can have some of the Code Red diet, but mostly you eat green shit. Then you have the Atkins diet, and the Atkins diet is no carbs, of course, but he died while he was jogging. Then you have the Paleo diet, another one of my favorites, low-carb diet. Then you have the Weight Watchers diet, another fan favorite. Everybody does this. Oprah does it, and I actually is a good one. Then you have the raw food diet, another one of the favorite by the chefs because the raw food diet means we don't have to cook shit for you. You just get a fucking carrot, some broccoli, and a fucking apple for dessert. One of my favorites. I wish everybody was on the goddamn raw food diet. Then you have the Zone diet. Their intermittent fasting diet, the DASH diet, the MIND diet, love the MIND diet. I probably need more of that, so my mind's better. Then you have the Duncan diet, the ultra-low-fat diet, the HCG diet. Guys, look this up. This is a serious thing. It's fucking crazy. HCG diet. Then you have the Mayo Clinic diet. Then you have the TLC diet, which I thought was a Michael Jackson song, but it's apparently a fucking diet. Then you have the... Uh, volumetrics diet. I get the volumetrics diet, right? That means just don't fucking gorge yourself on food is basically what it means, right? Then you have the blood type diet, another one of my favorites because my blood type allows me to eat whatever the fuck I want. But if you have an AB negative, you're fucked. Then you have the South Beach diet, which I've been to South Beach and half of them are not on the South Beach diet. They're all fucking fat, and they're still on the fucking beat. So I'm not real sure what that one is. Then you have the alkaline pH diet, another one of my favorites, because that's just basically drinking, smoking, and having vinegar so that nothing can live in your fucking body. Then they have the non-alcoholic diet. Again, not talking about this, not nearly my favorite diet. 
anti-inflammatory diet, great. Fast 800 diet, no idea what the fuck that is. The FEP diet, the low cholesterol diet, the low GI diet, which I probably need because I fart a lot. The low sodium diet, also I need. And my absolute 100% favorite diet of all time is the rainbow diet. I love this. You have to eat all the colors. That's the way the diet works. Love this shit. I tell my wife all the time, you need more eggplant. It's one of the things that we love. Then you go to the cleanses, right? Now it's beyond the diet. Let's go beyond the diet to the cleansing section. We're on a cleanse. Hey, honey, we're from Charleston. We're on a cleanse this week. We're happy to be at your wedding, but we're on a cleanse. Is there any way we can get some grapefruit juice and a mint leaf? Listen, I'm not making fun of Charleston people, but this is fucking obnoxious. I'm not fucking doing that, right? I'm not on the grapefruit and mint leaf cleanse. I'm not on the grapefruit cleanse. I'm not on the green tea cleanse. I'm not on the celery juice cleanse. I'm not on the turmeric cleanse, and I'm sick and tired of trying to drink fucking apple cider vinegar. It actually goes in a fucking vinaigrette or a marinade. It doesn't need to be drank by itself. If you're going to drink apple cider vinegar, drink it in a fucking whiskey. For the love of God, it's ridiculous. That's the cleanse issue. And then we get to the the bottom of the fucking barrel of dietary restrictions. And I'm telling you, this is the bottom of the barrel. And if you think any chef anywhere looks at these and says, hmm, I think I have to be serious about this, you're full of fucking shit because this is not happening. This is what we get. And th- these are real things that I've written down over the years. These are real fucking things. And we get them all the time. And all you people out there who are doing them should be fucking ashamed of yourself. Right? These are the, I just don't like these. Right? So I'm going to title this one, I just don't like these. I just don't like mushrooms, garlic, onions, cooked or raw, radishes, fennel, carrots, apples, cheese, any type of cheese, beef, pork, fish, lamb, duck, pheasant. I like chicken, can't have pheasant. Any root vegetable, except for potatoes. Any squashes, except for zucchini. Any lettuces, except for romaine. Only thin pasta. Who the fuck says only thin pasta? It pastas... Oh, that fucking pisses me. Only thin pasta. No red sauce. What the fuck does that mean, no red sauce? No flaky things. Another one of my favorite catering things of all time. Anytime you put something in, you know, phyllo dough, and it gets, you know, they eat it, and it gets on the shirt, ah, can't have flaky things. It doesn't matter how it tastes, just can't fuck with my goddamn wardrobe. I don't I don't like things that are too dry, but I also don't like things that are too moist. No gassy foods, because, you know, I don't want gassy foods. I don't want anything too smoky, but I still want barbecue. Not too tangy. I don't want anything live. No skin, no head, no tail, no feet. I want nothing that looks like what it was before. No sweet potatoes, no sauces, no salsas, no cilantro, tastes like soap. No blue cheese, stinky cheese, but I'll take cheddar. No hot peppers, no extra hot peppers. No salty stuff, no peppery stuff, no bland stuff. Hate slimy textures, no raw oyster stuff. No stuff that makes me gag. One of my all-time favorites. I just don't like stuff that makes me gag. And you, That brings up a whole nother fucking podcast, dude, that's 
totally different than this. No pesticides, no GMO, no non-organic items. I would like no Monsanto products because Monsanto is the devil of all food. No yellow number five, no red number whatever, no blue number whatever, no green number whatever, no basically no food coloring. And my last two favorites of all time is no xanthan gum. Seriously, this is a real thing that happened. Totally allergic to xanthan gum. Do you know how much shit has xanthan gum in it? Do you know how much research a chef has to do to go through how much xanthan gum is in everything? Luckily, where I work, we make everything from scratch. Literally everything from scratch, including the fucking mayonnaise. So we know what's in everything. I do not have a bottle of xanthan gum on the shelf. Actually, I might have a little bit of that. But we don't put it in a lot of crap. But how many people in any restaurant anywhere can say we're not we don't have anything with xanthan gum in it? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I looked it up. I there's not one person that is allergic to xanthan gum that I can find anywhere in the entire World Wide Web. Yet this person was totally convinced they were totally allergic to it going to the hospital. No, it just makes you gassy. But whatever, it's xanthan gum. That's an example. The other one, last favorite, is they were allergic to anything that was red. Literally in a catering situation, served a salad, had strawberries on it. She came back in the kitchen. The individual, not the wedding party, not the planners, not anything. Her and her, came, she, her, and her husband came back, her husband trying to stop her, telling everybody that she was going to die because there were strawberries in her salad. Because she is allergic to anything red. Okay, well, I don't know what the fuck that means. But first of all, get the fuck out of my kitchen. And I'll just give you fucking arugula. Like, it's, it's that simple to fix. Like, I'm not doing anything red. Like, oh my God. And this is what caterers deal with every single day, all the time. So I just gave you a, a rundown of a list that I have. But there's a million more of these things. And we get them every single day. When we do tastings, every single day. We ask, do you like slimy things? No, I don't. Do you like eggplant? No, I don't. Do you like this? Sometimes when they say they don't like eggplant, we say to the groom, sorry. But <laughs> it, it just goes from there. The whole learning aspect of this is please know that 99% of your catering chefs and staff look at all these things. We look at the big eight. We added the three that we added. We look at the religious dietary restrictions. We know a lot of these fucking diets. We know all this stuff. And we try to accommodate, right? We try to do the best we can. But there's a hierarchy to our levels of give a fuck. And death is the number one give a fuck. And religion is the number two give a fuck. After that, it falls way fucking down on the list. And when you get to the I don't like shit, it's really, really not a concern of ours. We're trying to deal with a bride and groom and make them happy. If the guests are happy or not happy, that's on them. That's on everybody else. You can eat whatever the fuck you want whenever you want to. Put that shit to the side of your plate. It's not going to kill you. Or my number one favorite thing is how about fucking try it? 
We work our ass off to do good things. How about try something? How about try a roasted oyster mushroom that's been cooked on a high temp fan in the oven with butter and garlic? Yeah, if you don't like mushrooms because they're slimy, you might like this. I mean, try shiitake bacon. You'll love it. You just don't give it a fucking chance. We work our ass off so you guys can have a chance to taste things that are different. Allow us to do that. That's all I'm saying. There is a hierarchy. There is a system that we do. We talk to the planners the same way. Our sales team does the same thing. They ask the questions. Are you allergic to this? Is this going to send you to the hospital? What, what's going on? Oh, you just don't like it? They still put it in the fucking notes. We still fucking bitch. And we try to do the best we can. So if you're out there listening to this as a non-catering person or non-chef, understand that we're doing the best we can for a large amount of people. And we're at a point now in our society where we can have a 100-person party and have 50 dietary restrictions. And you planners out there, you're part of the fucking problem because you allow them to do it. You need to limit what that is. You need to say, are these the big eight? Are these the big 10? Are you going to die from this? Is it religious? That's what we need to know first. And then if there's preferences, like I don't like fucking mushrooms, put that in a different section. I mean, help help your fucking team out so that we can do what we can do. I mean, it, it's ridiculous. So have empathy, understand what's going on, And for all you chefs out there, study up, man, study up because it just keeps growing and getting bigger. It's getting to a point where it's ridiculous. People listening that aren't chefs, fucking relax about your fucking diet and everything else. Okay, relax. They're they're choices. Pack a lunch. Yeah, you want to you want to go somewhere and you're super serious about shit. Fucking pack your own lunch. I mean, come on. And as always, keep your passion high, educate yourself, and keep your boots on the ground. Thanks for listening to Catering WTF. See our show notes and visit our website for links to all the information that Todd talked about today. We'll see you next time. Are you hungry? Yeah, I'm hungry. What do you want for dinner? salad with some like carrots and celery oh we're on a diet we might be on a diet after all the, the entire fucking podcast this is what you're gonna do i don't want a fucking salad what do you want the, are I'm, you flexitarian tonight like tell me how, how you feel i'm always flexitarian this is what i'm talking about I, i'm gonna have i'm gonna make a fucking burger didn't you buy crown beef i think you did yeah we're making shepherd's pie Shepherd's pie. Yeah, where does that fit in? It's flexitarian. I'm a flex local, you know, local war flexitarian. That's what I am. So I'm gonna have local ground beef from fucking Chicago and carrots and peas. No, from I'm not, no, I'm not doing. Green giant. No. Yeah, I got them. They're no, we're awesome. fucked up. Now. We're, no, nope. 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 <laughs>